You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more. She seems just fine to me. No more. She should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you joined us tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what a do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, Princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. An attack today on a government building in eastern Afghanistan is the latest in a number of attacks that has left hundreds dead since the beginning of the year. Officials say at least four people were killed in the latest attack, this one in the city of Jalalabad. Jennifer Glass is in Kabul, the Afghan capital. Since January, both the Islamic State and the Taliban have carried out a series of suicide bombings and so-called complex assaults involving a number of attackers. More than 200 people have died here in the capital alone and dozens more in other areas of the country. The two groups using the attacks to continue to put pressure on the government. Police in Indonesia say the suicide bombers who carried out today's attacks on three churches were members of a family of six that included two young children. At least 13 people are now confirmed dead in the attack in the city of Surabaya with more than 40 others injured. Police blame the attack on, a, on the attacks on a group of group inspired by the Islamic State. Islamic State claiming last night's ninth attack in Paris, saying the suspect shot dead by police was one of the group's fighters, but providing no evidence of that. One man was killed in the knife attack. Four others were injured. The situation in, in uh, Nicaragua is tense amid ongoing street demonstrations for and against the government of President Daniel Ortega. 
Maria Martin reports the Army now claims it will not repress anti-government protesters. After a week of more street demonstrations and the reported deaths of three more students, Army spokesperson Colonel Manuel Guevara was quoted as saying the Army has no need to repress protesters and is in favor of dialogue to resolve the almost month-long crisis. Church leaders chosen to mediate the dialogue between the government and opposition forces have given President Ortega until noon on Monday to set a date for talks. They also want international human rights groups to investigate the more than 45 reported killings in the worst crisis in Ortega's 11 years in power. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. An array of supply and demand factors have been driving up the price of oil recently, and Steve Beckner says it could climb higher. Although shale oil producers have ramped up exports, the OPEC cartel, along with Russia, have successfully cut output. Production is also down in troubled Venezuela. President Trump's withdrawal from the earlier deal could further restrict supply. Meanwhile, stronger world growth has boosted energy demand. This week, light sweet crude, which went as low as $26 per barrel two years ago, went above $70 for the first time since 2014 and kept rising. Saudi Arabia makes no secret of its desire to push it to $80. Already, gasoline prices are up more than 50 cents a gallon from a year ago. For NPR News, I'm Steve Beckner. And this is NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Yellow is Donald Trump. Who this? <laughs> it's Michael Cohen. God, I miss you so much. Oh, hey, what's up, amigo? How are you holding up in prison? I'm not in prison. Oh, well, give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> Mr. Trump, we're in big trouble. I think they know about our illusion, K, and obstruction of justice, J. Sorry, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I was, I was telling him during the break, I said, God, you're so calm and cool and collected. And he said, well, I'll play basketball, and it comes down to the last shot in the game, so you have to keep yourself cool, so that's what I'm doing right now. And then we just went and blew your mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he just dropped everything. We told him that you loved him and that you, he was your favorite, right. and uh, so he just flew out here for you. Thank you. I'm glad I can be here. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when you get an opportunity to sit across from someone, they say, what would you say to them? You know? Um, and I look at you as, I know you don't want to be called a hero, but I look at you as, as an American hero. Um, I would sit across from you as I am now, and I would say, obviously how brave you are, but for me, when I sit down with my kids, and I sit down and talk to them about role models, who I want them to look up to, I tell them to go look up James Hunt. Football star Brian Banks dominated the field as a high school linebacker and had accepted verbally a full scholarship to USC. But then the unthinkable happened when he was accused and convicted of raping a classmate. You know, you're happy for, you know, for a few seconds and then you become sad because they have to grow up. Society takes over. Indeed, society has already tried to take over. 
Last month, Zuri and Gia were at a birthday party when an older kid told them they couldn't be twins because they don't have the same skin color. Gia broke down. But through her tears, she got out this rebuttal. She said, you don't know what you're talking about. We're twins because we share the same soul. Uh, I just get chill bumps. Um... Soul? I was just like thrown by just that word. Yeah. Obviously, what Gia was trying to say is that at our core, we are one. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rall Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Rall. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Today is May 13th, 2013, and welcome to our annual Mother's Day edition of the serious side of the J-Rod Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, of course, like the man said, I'm Jay. I'm your host for the next two hours. Let you guys will spend a little portion of your day with us. The number is 347 Two minutes always. I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, the man that gets the first and last word. He's a hockey player, playing hurt. Once again, the one and only Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you, sir? Uh, good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm a doing little out. sore, man, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, you're a hockey player. Cowboy. Guys playing hurt. If you guys saw Miss Delius right now, you all would send donations for this man. This guy is uh he's a he's a hell of a guy. <laughs> he really is absolutely he is. Uh of course, uh our dear friend Kathleen Williams usually joins us a little late. And of course and of course as always our guy, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit, usually joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Johnny D., our resident texter, is on the road this morning. However, he will provide us with a final thought as we bring the show to an end. Once again, number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You can come in and be a part of the show. You can call in. You can uh, go into the world famous chat room. You can hang out on social media. Just go, go, go. Listen to the show, and we will find you. And, of course, our uh, director of uh, social media outreach, uh, the very lovely Jackie, is not here today as well. Mother's Day today. You should be spending time with your moms. However, you can also spend a little time with us. We have a lot going on this morning. Every month, we do what we call the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where we ask people, ask our panelists, our distinguished panelists, to talk about things that they want to talk about. It's an open session. And so the bottom line is that sometimes we don't get to some of the stories that we should be covering. So we ask these guys, hey, bring your ideas and talents to the table, and let's have a conversation about it. That's the one thing that the serious side has always done. Let me just say this before we get into the show. The concept of the serious side was three friends meeting for breakfast and talking about, you know, the news of the day or whatever what was on their mind. And so that's the concept of this. None of this is rehearsed. When you hear an answer, God dang it, you're hearing it for the first time. So that's the beauty of the show. Once again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, Miss Elias. Oh, this look, Vanessa's announced. Let's bring in our colleague Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. Happy Mother's Day to you, my dear friend. Happy Mother's Thank Day, Nessa. Happy Thank Mother's you. Day, Bob. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Since you play both roles, Happy Mother's Day to you. 
Uh, well, no, they have a mother. I'm sorry, folks. They <laughs> no, have a mom. There's no doubt about it. But, well, you're raising, don't you raise your children? Uh, Vanessa, uh, yeah, they live with me. We'll I'm talk trying to, to give you your No, 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 no. <laughs> listen, listen, this is what I want to do. You know, it's interesting <laughs> you, you bring this up, and maybe this should be the topic. Here's the deal. One of the things I always say about, um, you know, we had this argument, not an argument, but a discussion amongst friends when, you know, we see mothers being told happy Father's Day because the father's not in the household. And that's more, you know, look, that happens in, in, in a lot more in our community than, than we like. But, no, look, their, their mother uh, is in their lives. Their mother raises these kids as well. So, you know, I, I don't want to give the impression oh, okay. that she's not doing what she needs to do. Absolutely. So happy Mother's okay, well, Day to – Okay, well, I can just wait until you have a Father's Day then. Wow, thank you, Vanessa. You are just, I mean, you're, you're a gem. Well, happy thank Mother's you so Day to everybody else out there. <laughs> All right, 347 <laughs> It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable where we talk about things that the, top, the folks talk about what's on their mind. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world. He is here, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spreeman. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hey, Vanessa, happy Mother's Day. What's up, Elliot? Good morning. Hey, Jerome. All right, bitch. I don't think I should have called in this morning, Jerome. I think I'm going to say No, you're, you're fine. I'm glad you're here. All right, so what listen. You you said she should call right, in. Why? Why, really? <laughs> we want you here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, look. I'm reading comments. So don't. Folks, don't go there this morning because I see what's happening already. And you know what? I'm on your side. I feel the same way y'all do. All right, three, four, seven, three, five, <laughs> one, two, seven, two. Stay there. What a beautiful Mother's Day. I hope you guys are enjoying your Sundays. Hope you have your gifts ready for your moms. I hope the cards are there. Uh, you know, listen, these women should be uplifted in our community and in our society. If we didn't have a mama, we wouldn't be here. Mama brought us mm-hmm. here. Mama rolled. We rolled mama for nine and a half months. Yep. So we should be happy and thankful that the mother is being just, uh, she should be idolized and put up on a pedestal every day. But this is just her day-to-day, so we're going to give her the props that she so much deserves. But we have a lot to get into, so let's get right into it. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where we take topics that our panelists bring to the table. Mr. Elias, you get the first and last word. What do you want to talk about this morning, Mr. Elias? Ah, man, look, man, I, I don't know where I want to go with this, but, you know, let's, in, the, in, in the great city of Indiana, Tuesday, we had voting, you know, for okay. just, you know, who you wanted to put in to, to run in November, right? right. Mm-hmm. And on Facebook, I'm, I'm, I'm a private person, man. I, I usually don't post pictures, none of that crap on Facebook, but I, I felt the okay. need to, to post that, you know, I had just had an operation Friday. And uh, I walked to the polling place, which was two miles from me, just to vote. Because I can't drive. I I cannot drive because, you know, of of my operation. So I put on Facebook, hey, look, this is how important this is to me. You know, I walked two miles. I just had an operation to vote. Then I started thinking about the brothers and sisters in Africa who stood in line for days just to have the Right. right to vote. Absolutely. And and in Indiana, we had abysmal turnout, man. What is it going to take for people to get out and vote, to realize how important their vote is? You know, I, 
I, and, and, and I walk up to a park because I, I bought a drone because I'm bored. So I bought a drone so I can learn how to fly a drone. And I'm talking to this young brother up there one day. I Me and him were talking about just this different stuff. And I asked him, say, man, did you vote? He's like, what for? Ain't gonna make my, my vote ain't going to make no difference. And then I, I started breaking stuff down to him. And it, I mean, it changed his mind because I told him, I said, hey, man, look, in 2009, when all the black folks came out and started voting for, the Barack, for Barack Obama for president, them, them white folks lost their mind. That's when they started, started gerrymandering all the districts. You know why? I said, because they realized how important that vote was and who you put in the White House and who you helped put in the White House. I said, your vote counts, man. What is it going to take? I said, do, do we need to put the same day that the Jordans come out that you can go in, the, you can go in there and get a discount on Jordan if you vote? What is it going to take for y'all to get off y'all asses and vote? I mean, it was abysmal turnout. And you're looking at this president destroy our country, and you still won't get out and vote. What is it going to take for us to get out and vote? What? You know, uh, that's uh, that's a story to tell, man. And it kind of reminds me of back what happened used to happen back in the day where, you know, African-Americans would, uh, you know, have – uh, sold to the polls and all this other stuff, and uh, they would get people out to the uh, voting booths. You know, it's interesting, man, you bring that up, because when we look at our young brothers and sisters, you know, I always say this, and I'm going to turn to you, Jerome, because one of the things that really just pisses me off about this country in which we live is that people are all about themselves, and they just have tunnel vision. I talk to people all the time. Are you watching news? I'm like, I can't watch that stuff. What do you mean you can't watch that stuff? That is exactly what they want you to do is not watch. They want you not to be engaged. They want you to be a low-information voter. So when you go and vote, you're just going to go and, you know, okay, well, you know, like, I'm not, well, you know, if I'm a Democrat, I'm just going to go vote for the Democrat. You know, I don't care. Or I might not even go out at all because nobody's popular on the freaking ballot. It's a, you know what? It's just horrible, man. And, and I'm with Miss Elias on this. You people need to get out of here and vote. But is it a situation, Jerome? Here's my question. Because my cousin told me the same thing. Why am I going to vote in the state of Texas? You know, Romney's going to win the state of Texas anyway. You know, McCain's going to win the state of Texas anyway. My vote don't count. When should we be really and seriously looking at changing the electoral vote, electoral college? Because, you know, we talked about this before. President Obama won every major city in the state of Texas, but he lost the state. Right. But, you know, still, if, okay, so starting at the beginning, because I know, I know what, I know what you guys are saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying about infor- about information. I think our right. advocacy sucks, like, to some degree. I don't like using words like that, but our advocacy is lacking. The Democrats don't do a good enough job explaining why people should vote. vote. The NAACP and all the advocacy organizations aren't doing enough outreach because you'll be amazed at the amount of people who say, oh, I didn't know voting was today, because most people don't watch TV. <clears throat> you know, contrary to folks' belief that folks are sitting there watching TV and up on what's going on in the Trump world, they really aren't. They're not caring about that in the community like that. 
right, is because we feel hopeless to playing in the bigger game that everybody else plays in. So a part of the problem is that nobody's doing out any, any outreach while the other folks are trying to suppress votes. And we have to do a better job of um, not – and I don't want to blame anybody in particular, but we have to do a better job of explaining an outreach. Like when they took civics out of school, people don't really understand how the government works, that kind of stuff. But that's been taken out of school for at least 20 years, right? They knew what they was doing. So we have to, like in our community centers and all of those other things, we have to, to – take that task on ourselves. People have to tell their kids in their house, this is why we do what we do. Like I heard a program yesterday, um, a, a different uh, radio program, where they were talking about, you know, you'd be surprised by the number of people who don't have bank accounts. I, I remember, I had one in elementary school. Really? I remember them doing a saving <laughs> account thing, and we all sat there and had a parent sign and open up a savings account. If people are not knowing how to do just regular transactions like that now, that's a part of who teaches you and nurtures you to be able to fit into a system. And these are just systems. A lot of people feel alienated from systems. So anytime I've done campaigns and people told me that, it's like there's going to be low voter turnout, we got to get people out to vote. And I tell them constantly internally, this is not from your perspective, because I understand that and that's true. But from my perspective, as a campaign, it is your job to give people something to vote for. So if you're not doing any outreach, you can't not um, you can't sit back and not spend money and try to get people um, to know what the issues are and then blame them for not coming out to vote. Not from the campaign side. So when I see people like the Hillary folks or Bernie Sanders folks and whatever, it's like y'all need to do y'all need to do. No, it is your fault that you're not putting the resources in there to give people something exciting to vote about. You cannot um, not talk about issues. You cannot do things as, you know, um, very neutral to black folks and then expect them to put you in office because they don't like Trump. Hell, we don't like either side. I mean, honestly. So I can be honest enough to tell you that there are two sides of the same coin to us if you're still not addressing dealing with black folks, and the farther you get away from corporate as black people, the worse, the, the, the longer that distance is. So when you really get down on the ground now on white folks' world, all they care about is, you know, when you talk about coal miners and stuff, it's always race baiting with them. Right? <laughs> That's usually what they do. What do you do to black folks to get them exciting? You can't race bait them. They know that people are racist. So you can't say, yo, there's a there's a um, racist white supremacist in the White House. They'd be like, hell, there's always been white supremacists in the White House. That's <laughs> our response. But it's true. So yeah. even though, you know, again, the Clintons ain't been the best to black folks, just because they'll hang out with you and go on Arsenio and play the sax and stuff, that don't mean that they're avid, you know, that they are, I'm sorry for talking so much, but it doesn't mean that they are actually on your side. When, when their prison population exploded under Clinton. So you can see why those of us who are old enough to remember that are pissed about that and how we get out of the system. But it is the responsibility of all of those advocacy groups that think that they're looking out for the community or community activists and all of those people 
to actually get other people engaged to go vote, but you need to give them something to vote for, or they need to be engaged in doing something totally different than even playing with you. You know, I agree with a lot of what you said, but here, here's my question. I'm going to go to you, Vanessa, on this. Because when we talk about how, you know, the Democratic Party, they don't do enough to get the vote out. And, then, you know, listen, there's some validity to that statement, no doubt about that. But there are people that I know personally that knows when it's time to go out and vote. They know this. They still won't go. And, you know, and so they don't want to hear when I talk about, hey, listen, you know, a lot of people die for you to have this right. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it likes it goes in one ear, Vanessa, and out the other ear. So, you know, same question for you. Is this one of those situations like you know racism? What? We'll never get rid of it, no matter how hard we try. It's going to always mm-hmm. be there. Is this a situation mm-hmm. where we'll never get these people to go out and vote because they, God dang it, they just don't have the, the intellectual curiosity to get involved. They don't care. As long as their lives are okay, they don't give a damn about nobody else. What say you? They don't understand that even the midterm elections have such, you know, if they don't get out and vote for these midterm elections, I hate to say this because I don't know who's listening, but Trump's people and these racist people who thinks that all of these jokes and stuff about McCain and everybody else is funny Hmm. are going to end up keeping the House and the Senate, and they're going to run stuff. And we're going to have another four years of this president that we have right now. I try to encourage these kids to get out during midterm to go and vote. I don't care if they go in there and press the lever Democrat and walk out the door and don't read it, but go vote. And they don't understand it. They always want to say, my vote don't count, and I'll just wait till it's the president election. And But you know what? This is going to be their life that they're setting up. This is going to be their Social Security that's fixing to get eaten up. This is fixing to be their children not being able to get food stamps and Trump cutting daycare and all of this stuff. This is going to affect them more than it's going to affect us. Because we didn't already got up in age where we didn't had our children, but this is for them and their children, and they don't get that. They don't get that. They they just don't. And I don't well, understand you know, it. I keep lecturing, but it ain't working. Well, you know, I'm I'm with you. It's like you can go back and play political, uh, you know, uh, stump speeches from back in the 1980s and 70s, and they sound just like you know a lot of those things apply yep. today. It re- it's like mm-hmm. no change. It's like a vicious circle. Every four years, someone gets up and talks about all the wonderful things they can do, and half the time they don't deliver on this stuff in most cases. It's just it's ridiculous. And when I think but about But, Jay, they're not this, listening to the stuff that Trump is cutting. They're, those kids what? are not listening to the stuff that Trump what? is cutting, and those are things are going to affect. If they well, don't because, affect them, but, it might affect their children. But, but see, but listen, Vanessa, and this is where I go back to, you know, what I call digging in the crates. You know, listen, and I'm thinking to myself, how involved was I in, in, in politics at that young age? I really wasn't engaged. So is it like, you know, what the circle of life? I wasn't engaged. I wasn't watching news like I watch right now. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, look. But at, but, I, but at 18 years old, were you they, voting? Were you voting at 18? Miss Elias, let me, let me be honest with you. The first time I voted was when I... No, no. Listen, the first time I voted, I'll be honest with you, is when I was... I was in my mid twenties. Really? Yeah. I vote, man, at eighteen, I was voting. Really, that Jay? Was a, 
That was a rule of thumb in Vanessa, my mother's house. Vanessa, I was in the military. I was traveling. I mean, um, you know, my first my first few years, I, you know, well, listen, there were, I, I lived overseas for six years. I wasn't trying to, I didn't know anything about that. That was a big deal in my that. house, Jay. Yeah. I mean, my I'm mom sorry. would yeah. take us to the pole, had her chest stuck all out, Vanessa yeah. jumping up the boat. Yeah. But, my but sister my, came. My, my we kept out voting with my mom Okay, but that's my point. Yeah, okay, you got to miss my point. My point is, is that we're, it's not resonating at a certain level. And, not, you know, I talked, listen, here's something else I talked to my kids about that wasn't taught to me about. I'm not blaming my parents for this. You know, Credit. No one talked to me about credit when I was growing up. No one talked to me how important my credit scores are and my ability to have credit. No one, you know, drilled those things in my head. I had to find out the hard way when I was a young soldier going out buying stereo stereo equipment that usually would cost, you know, $100, and I'm paying $600 for it because I'm paying interest because I just, you know, ooh, I get this for free. And didn't realize that at some point in time, you got to pay the piper. So, so those are things that we're not teaching our kids. And no matter how much you try, listen, I talk to my kids all the time. Hey, did you go vote? Did you go vote? Did you go vote? You can only do so much. Now, my my middle daughter, out of all three of my kids, my youngest daughter is not old enough to vote. But my middle daughter, to me, is more engaged than than, than the older one when it comes to these types of things. Matter of fact, she wanted me to ride to the polls with her. And uh, and so she, I was with her the first time she cast her vote. So she's a little bit more in tune than I think the other one is. But it's not from a lack of effort, a lack of effort. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring in Steve. Steve is checked in. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. I mean, I didn't see a show till like I guess the very last minute, so I missed like we did the first that on purpose, man. Minutes. We did we, we did that on purpose, but you figured it out. <laughs> okay. But brother, I want to address the voting situation We need ahead, political sir. candidates That can address the conspiracy mind And you hear sheriffs Talking about this across the country The conspiracy mind You know, people that are Out here doing deep research You know, finding out that The medical schools were bought up A hundred years ago And the chemical company started to make a lot of money And we need we need political candidates that can address the conspiracy mind. They need to get more crafty. They need to get more. We need political candidates conspiracy that stand across the board. Yes, the conspiracy. Yes, so, so, yes. so when you say the conspiracy yes. mind, and let me give you an example. And yes. You tell me if we're in the same if we're in the same zip code here. When you talk about the the conspiracy mind, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Chat rooms are open, folks. I don't know why people say they can't get in. Um, when yeah, you talk about the conspiracy mind, yeah, I don't know why they're saying that. I, you know, they act like I'm like you know technical support or something. It. Uh, this, when you talk about the conspiracy mind, uh, is it a situation where let, let me bring up my cousin's situation for example? He talks about once again that they already know who's going to win, so why am I going to go vote? You know, you know, he'll he'll never win this particular state because once again, you know, uh, uh, the bottom line is that Hillary Clinton had three million more votes than Donald Trump, but Donald Trump is still president. So this conspiracy going on—is that what you're talking about? Well, like for example, you had Donald Trump was president, like back in the Simpsons cartoon, like back in the day, or back in the oh, future, okay. Donald Trump was okay. president. You like I we had you. these explosive conspiracies and they gain a lot of traction on social media we need political candidates 
that can address these situations, you know, and like with me, you know, I had asthma for a long time, and then when I found out about apple cider vinegar and started to get on the holistics, my asthma went away. Well, I'm like, okay, why did my doctor tell me about that? You know, we need political candidates that can address issues that deal with the conspiracy mind to bring more voters into the voting booth so the voters will feel like, okay, we have people that's addressing these controversies instead of just ignoring social media, ignoring Donald Trump and the Back to Future movie that was president and all these other conspiracies and bloodlines and reptilians and if we get to look that can address the conspiracy mind, we'll get more people to on, on board as far as voting. That's the thing. It, it's different than back in the day where you were so, only a certain amount of television networks were disseminating news, and not many people was going to the book library and reading books. You know, we have people, man, that don't even believe these shootings are real. I've got a best friend. He doesn't believe none of these shootings are real. You yeah. believe they're just going after the Second Amendment. They're just these shootings are just fake. They're just crisis actors, and they're just going after the Second Amendment. We need political candidates that can address the conspiracy mind. Jerome, can you expand upon this? Yeah, you know you're you're right. There, you have to speak to that, right? Because we know that there are um, conspiracies, and we know, like, we kind of think of conspiracies as like um, fictitious, made up whatever Mm -hmm. things, right? And what we need to do, especially amongst black folks, we already know when you start looking back at history, the counterintel pro, the counterintelligence program, and you look at, you know, dropping a bomb in the middle of, what was that, um, Milwaukee, and you look at the programs that even the police has had militarily on black folks that they did very intentionally or... Vaccines, putting you know radiation and Similac, and all these things that we can prove now, right? The Tuskegee experiment, all of those things, and we can bring it up to date to some of the vaccines, like the um, what is the birth control? Um, oh, I can't even think of the name of it. But that stuff is sterilizing women. So you know, you, when we look at that, even till a day of what's going on, you do need to be able to address that and say, listen, we need greater oversight over the FDA. We need greater oversight over um, our judicial system. Trump is putting all these young, young, conservative, crazy, conspiracy-minded judges in there, but we can't yeah. believe in conspiracies, right? So we need to be more strategic in how we're thinking. But if you can't address that as a, as a candidate running for an executive position that's making decisions, Technically, you'll never see that coming, and I think that's what Democrats normally do. They keep status quo because they think that all of us who knows this stuff is on the fringe. It's like, yo, you, you, can't, you can't say that. White folks going to get mad at you saying that. Well, you don't have to go slap people in the face with that stuff, but you need to know how to address it. And so when someone comes to you with a concern of the fact that you're in the same school district but the white schools have better books and um, lighting and they go on field trips, but the poor, the black schools don't, and they're in the same school district, you need to be able to address that because they are allocating funds to one side opposed to the other. That is an underground conspiracy because you can see it, right? And we need to be able to address that as, you know, you know as you're going out throughout your day and when you're campaigning. And you don't have to put that in a commercial, 
but you need to be able to address it, and people will come out to vote. Like, that's a part of what I'm talking about, is that a part of voting for something is people understanding what's going on in your community or in your area. So if they don't understand that, you know, the street sweeper comes down my street probably every um, week and a half or something or something. It was like twice in the same week at some point. But there are people who don't have a street sweeper coming down their street. So I just kick all of the trash or whatever, a bag or whatever, I'll kick it in the street by the curb because a street sweeper is going to get it. Well, technically, those are services that a city provides, and so technically you should be fighting for that in your neighborhood too. They don't have to come down here twice a week. They can go on your street one, once, you know, once during that same week and come down here once a week. So those kind of things when you talk about conspiracies is how they need to address all the, um, the discrepancies that you have that are deliberate to your community, and we need to speak about that. And that's why young folks don't believe everybody else because they think that we're stupid and didn't see none of the stuff that's going on. So they look at the Internet, and they're seeing conspiracy stuff, and they're saying, right. how come y'all not getting this because y'all not addressing this? Right? So they okay. start to look at us like we started looking at the people before us. Like, how come y'all didn't see this going? But I'm quick yeah. to remind people that we can see it coming. You still have to be strategic to defeat it, but we mm-hmm. have to kind of be conscious of it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, coming up next, we will. Uh, Vanessa is going to be on the hook. We need something to talk about, Vanessa. So think about it during the commercial break. But since it's Mother's Day, uh, you know, we need a feel-good story. So for Mother's Day, you know, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, we're going to talk about a story. Every now and then there's a series that NBC, uh, the Today Show, they do. It's called God's Wink. And these are stories that are so unbelievable that uh, the only explanation for these coincidences or situations is, you know, divine intervention. This story should bring a tear to you. I will listen to it and we'll talk about it on the other side. You know, it's a serious side. We'll be right back after this. Now to a remarkable act of kindness and divine coincidence that can only be described as a Godwink. Our friend Squire Rushnell is the best-selling author behind the Godwinks book series, and he's here with another incredible story. We love all these, Squire. Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to love this. <laughs> okay. Chris Wright was driving to church. He was driving his family. He passed a lone woman walking along the highway carrying a gas can, and that image stuck in his mind. He drove his wife and kids to church and then drove back to help. But Chris could have never predicted the Godwinks that followed. Okay, what a setup. When I pulled to the side of the road, I asked a lady if she needed help. The look on her face went from distress to relief. On the way to a gas station, I learned that she was down on her luck. She had only $5 in her purse and was worried about feeding her child. I filled her gas can and drove the woman back to her car. As I started to leave, I felt a nudge to give her what I had in my wallet, $40. She hugged me and thanked me. We said our goodbyes, and the sweet lady slipped into memory. Three years passed. My mother was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, but the hospital said she could go home if she had a nurse's aid, which they would provide. The woman who was supposed to come to the house had a scheduling issue, so a substitute arrived. Her name was Tundi Hector. Mom quickly became very fond of Tundi. One day, after exercising, wearing sweats and my hat on backwards, I stopped in to visit Mom and met the nurse's aide who had been so good to her. Tundi told me about herself. She had been a nurse's aide off and on for 20 years, 
but had always dreamed of studying to be a nurse. During our pleasant conversation, she asked if I belonged to a church. I told her if we went to Cornerstone. Her face lit up and said, Oh, I met a young man from that church. She told me how she had run out of gas and was walking by the highway. The man had dropped his family at church and circled back to help her out. He not only filled my gas can, but gave me $40, she said. My jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it. I saw myself three years earlier being tugged to help a stranger. I said, Tundi, that was me. She was flabbergasted and felt she had been divinely aligned to work with my mother. It was an amazing God wink. As mother's health deteriorated, Tundi and my mom formed an even stronger bond. Eventually, mom died on Tundi's birthday. My family and I thought about how we could show our appreciation to Tundi for her loving care to mom. We had this idea. What if we could raise $1,000 to help her start nursing school? So secretly, we started a You Caring Fund Me campaign, but we had no idea Tundi's story would touch so many hearts. When we gave Tundi a check for $8,000, she cried. The fund is now over $37,000. This whole story is one of the biggest Godwinks of my life. Tundi, too. Oh, isn't wow. that incredible? That's what happens. That's what happens. Tundi is finishing her bachelor's degree. She's applying for nursing school. And that is what happens when you step out and help somebody in need. More Godwinks are likely to happen. More of the story, 347-850-1272. Informants, that's sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's best. Thought we get a good story out here for Mother's Day. With everything that's going on in the world today, we need stories like this. We need stories to talk about the goodness of people. Because even though we live in the world of Trump and we know that, you know, good God, that's a crazy world to be in, bottom line is that there are people out there who are doing the right thing. And God bless that family. God bless that young African-American woman, which is not young. She's probably our age. But now she gets a start to uh, pursue her uh, degree in nursing. And uh, thank goodness for the man who just decided, hey, look, let me stop and help this woman. You know, it's things that we need to focus on more, Mr. Elias. I think it was just a touching story, and I wanted to share it on this beautiful day. Your thoughts? Man, that, that is, that's a, I, I saw that story, yeah, a while ago, man. That is a beautiful, very beautiful story, man. And and, and it shows you how intertwined we are with people when it's meant to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Next in next week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, we're going to look at two twins. They're not really twins, but I'm not going to spoil the story. It's going to be a good story, another heartwarming story. I think we need more of those. It's the Sunday morning roundtable three four seven eight five zero one two seven two twenty minutes before the top of the hour. Vanessa, you are on the deck. What do you want to talk about for this segment? Um, you know what I want to talk about. I want to. Talk what do you want to talk about, about Vanessa? Uh, Trump. I want to talk about Ivanka. What's her name? Ivana? Ivania? Whatever Ivanka. her name is. Ivanka. 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 You want to talk about his wife or his daughter? Let's break it down. Let's make it simple. His wife. Okay, Melania. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think personally that she is, I know what she's do for a living, but I personally think that she's a very pretty woman. 
I think she's a very classy woman. I think that she's copying uh, some clothing stuff from the different various first ladies, which is okay with that. You know, she's trying to come into her own, but she's copying from different people. But what I got a problem with is you want to say that your platform is going to be bullying, cyberbullying <laughs> at that. And your husband is the biggest cyberbully in the country. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about if she pitches this topic because that's something she hates about her husband, or is she picking this topic? I doubt if it's happening to her child, because I'm sure everything that he touches, they checking it. So I, I just wonder, is she crying out because she hates that part of her husband? I'm just, I'm just wondering. I just, this is what I don't understand about her. Wrong platform. Wrong platform. Well, you know, it's interesting because the day she um, made that announcement as far as what her initiative was going to be, the very next day her husband was trying to figure out ways to get uh, bullying out of the budget. I mean, so he asked Congress to reduce the amount of money for that. It's it's, it's so funny, and this goes back to what what we always talk about in the show, the low-information voting. For people not to be paying attention to this type of stuff, you know that whole thing bringing those those hostages home. They had the big old crates and the the big old cranes and the American flags. This guy is a joke. This guy is a joke. He talks about the biggest tax cut in American history. He's a lie. Barack Obama's tax cuts were bigger than his. I mean, this guy is just a bald faced liar. And and you know what? For, for and so when we talk about Melania. You know, I look at her as being a victim. Yeah, people can say, well, she was carrying on that birthday thing. You know what? But I can tell by when she was interacting with Barack Obama and Barbara Bush's uh, funeral, the fact that, you know, some of the things that she's doing that really kind of walks a step with what, you know, uh, Michelle Obama was doing. You know, I bet she's saying, damn, I wish I could get out of this thing. I wish I could get out of this thing. I wish there was a way for me to slip out the door. When he won, I said she cried. Yeah, she didn't want. She she didn't want the scrutiny. Well, you know, look. You can say what you want about about Melania. You can say what you want about Ivanka. You can say what you want about all these people. Mr. Elliott said something a long time ago, Jerome, and it is true. He said these people are here trying to pad their pockets. And for all the nonsense that goes on in this White House, and for these people to continue, this guy still has a freaking. Uh, hotel uh, uh, Jerome down the street from the White House With his name on it That four dignitaries are living in He is a direct vi- Why do we have laws When only certain people can break them Scott right. Pruitt and so, What this guy is doing is ridiculous Yeah so that that goes to speak To what we just talked about in the first segment Is that people are seeing this stuff Obviously but then you have People who are covering up So you have People on in mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, like although they seem like they're opposing Trump, they're still letting him off the hook because, you know, Sarah Sanders or Wednesday Adams, <laughs> what I like to call her, but when she comes out, <laughs> Wednesday comes out and says something like, oh, we're not talking about that. We're concerned about the leaks. You're not concerned about your... You're breaking laws. You're not concerned about doing things unethical. It's like, no, we're concerned that you found out that we're breaking laws and doing stuff exactly. that's unethical. And so when we see that enough, then there's always an issue. It's like, wait a minute. If that's going on, 
and nobody say anything, you are part of the whole conspiracy actually to keep power in place. So people can look at their folks all they, all they want to and say to us, oh, yeah, we need to participate in the system. And it's like, yeah, but, if again, if Obama would have had some hooker come out and be like, yeah, he paid me $130,000, y'all would be losing <laughs> your mind. Really? Be like, oh, my God. Immediately. And I don't know why Michelle is even with you. And then the women's rights people will be on that. And then they'll be talking about purity tests of that's not fit for the office, and they would lose their mind. So you think we can't see the hypocrisy in this? This is kind of, like, sick. But then when you talk about Melania and all of them, I'm not sure she's not being held hostage because, like, the rumor is <laughs> that she lives in another – she don't even live in the White House. She has an apartment someplace else. She, she's staying with her parents who are in D.C. with her son. Is that right? The White House had to tamp that down and be like, oh, that's not true. And it's like, yeah, it is true. So she's going to visit them, and she ain't leaving until the morning. So technically she's staying there. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, so when you keep seeing this stuff going, you're like, yeah, they're all. Uh, Did she just say that she don't live there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, she doesn't travel with him. Even when they went to Mar-a-Lago, um, he gets on Air Force One and leaves, and she leaves after he does. I knew that they didn't travel together and all of that since all of this. Yeah, that don't make sense. I don't blame her. But I didn't know that she didn't live at the White House this time. I didn't know well, that. She, she has a separate room in the White House. I don't think they have the same rooms in the White House from what I understand is that the re- they kept reporting that she has a bedroom in the White House and she has a different bedroom in the White House. Well, wow. I, 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 I wonder what that staff I wonder what that staff is thinking. You know, Steve, let me, let me turn to you. Uh, Melania Trump, you know, for I don't know. It's just something, and maybe this is something that I need to, to work out with within my own inner self. But anytime, you know, the first lady of the United States of America, when you think about Trump's core base, he said his, his, his poll numbers are rising. So his core base, which is these hot-blooded American men that ride around on holidays and ride around, you know, and here's this lady that stands up. And the first, when she starts talking, you can barely understand what she's saying. I mean, maybe I'm wrong for this, but how is she the first lady of the United States? She's not even an American citizen. Well, I guess she's an American citizen, but she wasn't born in America. Because Trump, he wasn't smart enough to not marry a bimbo. You know, he, he didn't, you know, beauty he in the brain. He did marry a simple. He married a simple. That's what he wanted. Yeah, that's one. That's yeah. It's like, okay, you can get beauty and brains. I mean, but he just went for the beauty. So there's consequences, you know, because women are very concerned about men dumping them over younger women. But there are consequences. There's consequences. There's benefits to growing old with a woman, and there's consequences for getting rid of one and just going on with a younger woman. Her intellect may be very below bar. A low par. That's just the consequence of uh, Donald Trump's actions. I, I, I'm yep. amazed at I'm amazed at where we are in American history. Um, you know, when we talk about you know the, the first lady's initiative. You know, the one thing that that I thought was kind of weird, Mr. Elias, is the fact that and I, and, I, and I, I have to admit this. I don't know how long it usually takes before uh, a, a, a first lady you know takes on a cause. Uh, I just don't. 
think it takes a year. I mean, it just seems to me. I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny at all, but I'm serious. I, I mean, I can't remember. It just seems to me that you know, you know what the first lady's agenda is as soon as they her husband wins, you know, the office or re-election. You already know, and so you know, for this to be in a situation where you know a year later she's finally coming out with you know what's going to be her uh, her purpose in the White House. I just think that's a little weird, and it just goes back to this marriage, and all of this is playing out in front of the American people, and I still don't understand, Miss Celia, how poor white folks think that Donald Trump gives a damn about them. I don't see how they think this. It's a facade. Look, man, the bottom line is this, man. This is all about Barack Obama, man. This is what exactly. this is all about. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, man? Let's 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 take a photo lineup of all the times that Melania has been with her husband, right? And then she goes to Barbara Bush's funeral, right? And and she's sitting right next to President Barack Obama, and she's smiling her butt off. Why? Why? <laughs> Why is that? You think about that. He can't even. He's forcing her. To hold his hand. This this is ridiculous, man. And like I said, man, you're right, man. As soon as what what was the first thing Michelle Obama came out with when she wanted to come out with her initiative? She came out with healthy eating. Healthy eating. Yep. Yep. And and, you know, let's get let's get healthier. And what was the first thing they said? She can't tell us what to eat. I mean, they fought. They fought against that first time. Sure whatever right they did, I forgot all about that. Whatever right. they did, they can't tell us what they. No, she's telling you to eat healthier, which is what we need to do. Come on, man. And and Steve, you said something earlier about the doctors not telling you what was going on because medicine pays money, my brother. It's all about my greed is kill. I've said this before. Greed is killing this country, and it's going to continue to kill it. They had a doctor. And I can't remember his name, but Jerome Jerome had to step out. This doctor was so cold, Steve. He went in front of the uh, the, the uh, Supreme Court and won a case because he had to prove that he cured AIDS, he cured cancer, he was curing all kind of stuff. You know where he's at now, Steve? He's dead. It's not a conspiracy theory, yep. brother. Anytime somebody comes to you and, and and tries to get you healthy and can't have you stop taking medicine. They're going to kill you. They're going to get rid of you. Yes, sir. Remember the black guy in the CDC? Remember the CDC well, hold on, guy, whoa, the whoa, black whoa, dude? Whoa, 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 Before you say something, Steve. All right, Mr. Elias, what, what information do you have to justify what you just said? Jay, oh, man. Dude, it's, I, 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 let me, look, I'll look it up, Jay. I'll look it up. It's, you know I'm telling you. We, you know, it's, okay, it may look like that. Do you have hardcore facts that tell yes. you that this is what happened? Oh boy! Wow. That, this, that this guy went in front. That this guy went in front of um, the the United States uh, Supreme Court and won his case. Yes. And then you said yes, he did, but you're talking as if. Come on, Miss Elias, you're feeding to what? Come on, man. That's a classic conspiracy. What you just said. Okay, Look, Jay. 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 He, Jay. He, he didn't it, die natural trillion. causes, Jay. He didn't die natural causes. Okay. Go ahead. It's a, it's a, it's Go a ahead. trillion dollar healthcare system. It's a trillion dollar healthcare system, and it, it basically the research you have to look at, Jay, is over a hundred years ago. 
you'll hear a lot of talk about the Rockefeller family buying up a lot of holistic medical schools, switching them over to pharmaceutical companies so that the chemical industry could grow and sell a lot of medication. So that's something you have to research and look at and why the Japanese live a lot longer than Americans. That has to be looked at as well. And they spend a fraction per person what we spend on health care because the Japanese do not believe in taking a whole bunch of medication. They have like a 90-year-old marathon division of 90-year-olds in Japan that run marathons. Very healthy people. But, you know, it's just America... It's a death system. Look at it, Jay. I mean, look at all the advertising of junk food. Look at all the gluten-free stuff. They even they even changed gluten. I mean, that wheat's been changed. That's not the same Bible bread like it was back in the Bible days. It's, wheat's changed. That's changed too. They they changed a lot of stuff in this country. High fructose corn syrup and all these chemicals. And what's the FDA doing about it? Nothing. <laughs> They're not doing nothing about nothing. <laughs> So that's just me and, and, and Mr. Elias Because We go His, his name is like Dr. Then we go his, his name is Dr. Sebi S-E-B-I No, no, listen I'm, not, listen I'm not talking about whether the guy exists I'm not talking about any of that stuff But when you say something like Okay, well this guy, you know, you know He had all this all of a sudden He ended up dead I mean, that that, that, that is the epitome of, of, of a freaking conspiracy story. I'm like, what, what are your facts? I mean, do you have detailed facts showing that that's what happened? I mean, that's the, so then people can say, well, that's fake news. Show me okay. facts. Well, no, 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 Jay. You have to pull the pull the court documents. When he was when he when he went to court, like Mr. Elias was saying, all you have to do, Jay, to prove that Mr. Elias is telling the truth. Go and pull the court documents for whatever jurisdiction he went to court in, and it's going to be a lot of pages because those court reporters, they're recording everything that's said. Read yeah. over those court documents. But see, Jay, most people are not going to do all this research. They're not. I know. But I if you pull that. The, that that's, what, that's how you can prove that Mr. Elias to tell the truth is to pull the court documents from that court case. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm reading it, and the, F, and the FDA... They, they they sued this guy, saying that he was practicing without a medicine. He brought in all his patients that he cured, and there was nothing that he won his case. Jay, he won his case. All right, I, listen. I'm just, okay, I, look, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right, listen. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is almost <laughs> the top of the hour. And so, you know, as we uh, close out this segment, um, I know we were talking about Melania at the beginning of it. Vanessa, let me get you the last word on this. Uh, you know, I, I really truly believe that uh, when you look at the First Lady and what she has going on, it's unfortunate. All this, So you go from eight years of a ideal family man, you know, two beautiful daughters, uh, First Lady that anytime she was in the presence of her husband, she got that twinkle in her eye. To a situation where you have a man who's trying to grab his wife's hands, and you can see her swatting his hand away, and and you know she's you know didn't come to the White House immediately because she her son was in school, and you know it's just a bad bad situation. Your final thought on this topic? Uh, I just feel sorry for her. You know, 
maybe something's wrong with the child or something, and she doesn't want the child in the atmosphere. I don't know. I just I do some feel sorry for her. Most people look at me like I'm crazy. I do. Well, and you know, I do. And you know, brought her parents over. Her parents are like immigrants as well. So, you know, what else? What is this woman gonna say uh, before well, you well, start putting everybody Trump, back? But wait a minute. In the Trump world, that's chain migration. But see, it's okay as long as his wife's doing it. All right. I mean, it's I okay as long as his wife's people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tra- it's, you know, it's chain <laughs> migration. You know, it's just it's just another another hyper- hypocritical comment by this just ridiculous person we have in the White House. And for this country to get, you know, this what does this say about this country of ours? When you have people, his poll numbers are going up. They're going up. Because he knows how it's the smoke and mirror routine, guys. And, you know, he's still taking credit for Barack Obama's economy. You know, he didn't do anything. That, I mean, listen, we had this conversation last week. You know, it's just, you know, once again, the lies that this guy tells is just phenomenal. And, you, and, you, and now most of the public believes that this investigation is a witch hunt. Yeah. I mean, the public, most, most Republicans think so. But now the general public is saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, maybe they should have something by now. I mean, this guy, this is crazy, man. We have to be. And if you believe Revelations and you see what's going on with Israel, you know, well, we may be in the final days, guys. I mean, you know, you may not think so, but we may be in the final days. We may be. All right, Steve, you're going to be on this hook here because we're all stepped out. So coming up next, we're going to talk about something that Steve wants to talk about. Oh, my God, hold your purses and clutch your pearls, lady. You never know what it could be. Listen to the serious side. Happy Mother's Day. We'll see you on the other side on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best.
caller number 347-850-1272. Welcome back to the serious side of the beautiful, 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 beautiful Mother's Day. Let's say good morning to our panelists. Say good morning to the one and only Miss Vanessa May Belly for the Macanelli. Happy Mother's Day to you, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Mother's Day. My main man, Steve, the opposition is in the house. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Jay. Good morning, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. And happy Father's Day to the mothers. If they're, ra- if they're the only one raising a child, happy mothers and fathers. Look at this guy here. You just had to do it, didn't you? You uh, just had to do it. Uh, Let's say good morning to the yeah, well, I know you, you, you did it on purpose. All right, let's say good morning to uh, the man who gets the first and last word here, Mr. Elias. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, the lovely Vanessa. Happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to all the lovely mothers out there. All right, look at this guy here. Let's say good morning to some people in the chat room, Mr. Elias, if you don't mind, sir. Uh, our very own Covina man is in there, and we got guests in there with us, Trish. Going on, guests. What's happening? I got a lot of people to say good morning. So I'm just going to say good morning to everybody because my machine is acting up and it's hard for me to go back and forth. So good morning. I saw you. Hopefully we can get your comments in. We saw it. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven. All right. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where we uh, our panelists they bring topics to the table. And so Steve, since Jerome is uh, on the road, he'll be joining us hopefully here real soon. Uh, Steve, what do you want to talk about for the last segment of the show? Uh, what's very important, what I see coming on the horizon in the future, uh, where the prophecy of the entire world coming against Israel, as the baby boomers continue to pass away, and as the millennials continue to gain, once the baby boomers leave the earth and the millennials, atheism, and I talked about this on the, I think at the closing of the last show, Atheism is gaining across the world because China is growing economically. Russia is growing economically. Putin has been in office since 1999, Vladimir Putin. And uh, I used to do money laundering reports. And guess who used to, at the bank, I used to do money laundering reports. And guess whose names constantly popped up on the reports? Putin. Let me guess. So he's, very, he's a lot more wealthy than you think he is. Believe me, he's Putin sitting on a lot of money. And he's been in office since 1999. the problem. Uh, but, Jay, I was just trying to make a statement on the uh, prophecy, uh, the whole world coming against Israel. I can see that because the millennials don't really align with Israel. And the atheists, China, Russia, they really don't like Israel. So the baby boomers and the, the power of the baby boomer vote is really what's protecting Israel at this time. But... Come 20, 40 years, 50 years from now As the baby boomers pass away And because of the genetically modified food All the death stuff The the death culture that we live in uh, We can see that happening as well But Occupy Wall Street And I and, and I used to see him hear me talk about this for years Don't let Wall Street Wall Street's sitting on trillions and trillions of dollars While, you know, don't let Wall Street fool it, It's it's more than just a Democrat-Republican political party. What it is, we've got these big, huge companies, and what they're doing, the, the products that you buy at the store, these corporations are taking that money, and they're, and, and they're 
situating their political candidate. So you're buying products from companies that are your actually your political enemy, and you don't even know it. So it, 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 politics is more complicated than just the surface. All Donald Trump is doing to get his poll numbers up, Jay. He's all he's doing is just he, he's just he attacks everybody. He attacks it. He he he's, he's like a vicious attack dog. That's all Donald Trump's doing, Jay, to get his poll numbers up. He's just a he's a vicious attack dog. And then like my grandfather likes his attack on the trade with China and. You know, trade was a big issue for decades, so when he attacks China, you know, people like that too. And You know, it, it, he, he's just a big mouth. That's all he is. He has really no substance behind him. He's just a big mouth. But what's really going to change in this world is, 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 like I said, when the baby boomers pass away, when we have a new voting block come in, and, and when, he's athe- when, when China and Russia and stuff start to come against Israel, I can see the whole world come against Israel because the Christians around the are the number of Christianity is declining. It's in decline. That's just the truth. Okay, Christianity's in decline, and 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 and, and so th- there's a lot of facets. But when we look at politics, we keep covering the surface. The arguments between the Democrat and Republican. Occupy Wall Street was extremely important, and nothing got done on the money end. That's the issue is money. The issue is Wall Street. And so they get to do whatever they want to do behind the scenes, and everybody keeps arguing between these two political parties, going over the same arguments. Every, it, it's seasonal. What we do around here is cyclical. We start, we, we, you know, the, every four or eight years, the, you know, Republicans in there, then the Democrat gets back in there, then the Republicans get back in there. It's it, it behind the scenes. Wall Street are running the show. So Jay, Mr. Elias, what do you guys think about my comment? Well, uh, you know, I tell you what, man. You know, one of the things I will say is that you always provide deep thought and uh, some of the things that uh, that manifest in the mind of one Steve. And you know, the thing is that when you when you when you break it down that way, and, and you have inside knowledge. This is the beautiful thing about. When you start talking about things that you know, right? You talked about how you worked at a bank. You talked about Putin. I don't think there's a secret, and maybe you know more than most. I don't think there's a secret as far as how much money Putin has, Mr. Elias. This guy has been raping his people, and I mean that as far as taking money and supplies and, and resources. They've been doing this for a very long time. You know, you talk hmm. about Russia being in a bad spot. Putin and his, his cronies are not. Those guys are rich. And if you decide that you're going to cross Putin, then guess what? Then you're going to find yourself you're on the body bag. Because this, this is what this tells us. So, you know, I'm not surprised by a lot of that. I'm really not. But, you know, at the end of the day, the million-dollar question becomes is what are we going to do about it? There's nothing we can – you know, the thing that really bothers me, and I sit back and think about how powerless we really are as human beings – we talk about, oh, well, you know, your vote is this, your vote is that. There are people out there who talk, you know, who say, hey, my vote doesn't mean a damn thing to anybody. But I think about the overall thing situation, the whole the overall situation, scenario, Mr. Elias, is no matter, you can talk about Putin, you can talk about money laundering, you can talk about all this stuff, but it all boils down to the human spirit. And what power do we really have? 
Putin is still going to be Putin. He's going to still be Putin, but that don't mean we had to cow and, and, and step down to him, man. I mean, if you think about this, think about the, the oh, Trump shit. administration, okay? And think about if, if, if President Barack Obama had done any. But we know what that. What if somebody in his administration would have said something like, oh, John McCain is dying anyway, but, but, so but, we, but we, we know that. That's my point. But you are proving my point. You are proving my point. We don't just, get out and vote in droves, Jay. Uh, but we don't. We, no, man. That's just, see, that's where that's where everybody falls down. Falls no, that's short. Not, no, 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 I'm not no, talking no, 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 about no. just black people. I'm talking about we as a people. I'm don't not get talking out and vote. about voting, man. I'm talking about this whole thing where he, you know, You're saying how can we change? Voting. How can we change? I don't change think it? we can change. I don't I think, think there's can. nothing. You no, get the right well, person in well. office, they can change it. Yeah, okay. If you get I the right person, the right person in office. Well, hey, you know what? It He's on, okay, you can only do so much as one person. But you just you said get your... the right man in office. What can make up your mind? Jay, when I mean right person, I'm talking about people. I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking you about a right conglomerate person. of right people who cannot be bought, Jay. The whole political okay. system is bought. It's bought. There's no way in the world you should go in there. And, 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 and you're, you're not a millionaire. You come out a millionaire. There's no way. The whole political yep. system is bought and told. That's why. Steve, That's what I'm Steve, talking I was, about. Steve, I was watching something the other day. They were talking about They were looking at Putin and how he, how he came to power. And I was watching that whole documentary. And, you know, if it wasn't so tragic, it would be fascinating. His path to power. Right? And, and how, you know, you deal with, look at China. China... Once again, they changed the rules, so now their president is there forever. You know, there's nothing you can do. He's going to be the president until he passes. You know, pretty much we've created a dynasty now. I mean, who's going to be next, his son or kids or whoever? You know, you look at what's going on with Russia, with Putin. I mean, man, how do we change, Steve? This is not going to change, right? When you look at it from a global perspective, it's not going to change, right? Well, if you notice, what I'm concerned about, Jay, is, if you look at the map of the Christian nations around the world, Jay, right? Okay. Look at the debt. Look at the debt of all the Christian nations, and look at the debt of the atheist nations. What does that mean? Christian nations around the world are in heavy debt. So what I'm thinking, there's going to be a big event in the future, oh, and boy. China rising. China owns a lot of gold too. China okay. owns. A lot of, of of bonds of American bonds. So I can, if you if we look at this in fifty years, the declining of the baby boomer vote, uh, the declining, uh, and you see it. You see less people going to church now than twenty, thirty, forty years ago. And even the Book of Revelation talks about you know uh, uh, the people not going to church as much as they used to. People not calling out to God like they used to. Yeah, attacks on yeah, Israel, so that's we, part of it too Yeah, Yeah, but there, there may be a global agenda Because we have a lot of Christian nations And a whole bunch of debt And China and Russia Other nations that They're not in debt They're actually holding a lot of gold They're becoming a new Fort Knox Over there in China uh, they're mining so, gold. I don't want to you read know. between your statements But it sounds to me So, okay, give, give me the bottom line here. Give me the TBL, the bottom line what, what, what Bottom are you line, thinking? brother, 50 years from now, 
this world may be a whole different place. Because what's holding things up right now. When you now, say this world, are you talking about this world in general or are you talking about the United States of America? The Christian the Christian influence, the, the way we see Israel, the 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 West, the Western influence. Is that right? So you're thinking that we're gonna become more of an atheist nation? It, man, you, brother, you have to look at it. I mean, think about it in your own life. I'm just I'm I mean, asking. I'm not. I, I, I want you to educate me on this, or at least you know, bring me into your your, your bring me into your your thought process. And that's what yeah. I'm hearing. So it sounds like what you're saying in 50 years from now, you know, that most of this nation is going to be an atheist nation. It 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 it. it, it I mean, it's just. When I was growing up, things, it was more of a church environment. Now, things are just totally, 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 totally different. You know, secularism, you know, just being secular, just being a normal person is, is, is growing in society. It, and China, being a global power and being able to spread its influence, see, when you have, see, the reason we were able to send missionaries to the West all over the world, we had the resources to do that. China is spreading its influence all over the world, but it's they do not. They're more of an atheist culture. You follow what I'm saying? So as the world, whoever is the world power, gets to spread its influence across the rest of the world. We may not have a thousand military bases in the future. You see what I'm saying? Because we may not be able to afford it because we're in so much debt. China is prosperous. You know how many? I know you, you, you. There's a lot of Chinese millionaires, billionaires right now, and they're they're on the west coast of America right now, buying up a lot of property. We just have to look at the trend, brother. But I'm I'm 50 years from now. You, you feel you see where I'm coming from? Well, well let me ask let me ask Vanessa. She's been listening in this. Vanessa, what do you think about what Steve's saying? If he speaks until I'm getting ready to church and I'm. I'm trying to listen to everything, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, he's deep. I, I, I have to go with what he's saying. It's deeper than huh? where I've been, but I haven't done the reading. Oh, Jesus. But China, we're going to oh. owe China for the rest of our life. I mean, we're going to owe. The United States is going wow. to owe. Our children's children's children is going to owe China. Don't you wow. agree? Look, well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, China already owns a lot of the United States of America. That's not a secret. Uh, but, but um, No, yeah, I'm talking about from the United States borrowing from them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's happening right now. That's, that's, that's now. That's not 50 years from now. That's right now. That's right now. I mean, do you know how much of, of the United States that China owns? To be honest, I don't. But you, you, you kind of look around and you, well, yeah. So, 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 so that's that, that's not a that's not uh, that's not a news flash per se. But I, you know, it's interesting with Stephen. You know, and I haven't given it that kind of in depth thought. I mean, you know, he's going to make me start reading some books and start trying to get educated on what he's talking about because I, I you know, I'm not looking at it from that perspective. I mean, I, I'm flabbergasted at his comments, and I'm thinking, you know. 
what is this guy saying? He's saying that we're going to be an atheist nation in 50 years? And, you know, but you bring up some points, I guess, that we need to look at and consider, I guess. Well, Jay, I mean, that was a book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. There, there. If y'all remember back, well, I don't know. Back at church, we were studying about ten years ago this book series called Left Behind, and in the series, it talks about the apocalypse and all of that stuff that it went through in that series. Some of that stuff we're going through it now. Well, one of them was that we were going to go to one religion, and we were going to go to one coin, one one pieces of money, which they said it was going to be gold. That was in this book. So it was a series of books where the world was going to come to an end and how people were going to disappear and who was going to heaven and who was going to hell. But some of this stuff, y'all, that we're doing right now is was a part of that series, and it is happening now. And in that book they did talk about, they didn't say we were going to be atheists, Jay, but they did say in that series that it was going to be one religion. And that the people that were Christians were going to be in hiding. So I don't know, Jay. Mm-hmm. No. Well, and the church well, was I mean, studying that book too. Yeah, culture shifts. Like, look at the view of fornication 30, 40, 50 years ago. And look at it today in America. You see what I'm saying? It's culture shift in the media's influence. Sure the media helps the media helps to shift the culture in America, Jay. So 40, 50, 60 years ago Fornication was looked down upon Today It's like going to McDonald's It's an everyday thing now It's just culture shift And and so You're looking at a more secular nation We're in heavy in debt China's prospering They own uh, There's a lot of gold underneath the Chinese land That they're mining We just have to look at the future trends And then uh, NATO China is building fighter jets right now, so eventually they're going. You know, they're going to have just as much. This is not. This is the same amount of fighter jets as NATO has. So you got to look at the 20, 30, 50 year. You have to look at trends out there. But that's what's going on. We're more of a secular nation now. Nobody's really running around here talking about Jesus like they was 20, 30, 40 years ago. I just, I just, I'm just acknowledging the truth. Because, I mean, you know, even fornication was different 30 years ago. I mean, it's, it's, it's today, it's, 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 it's all day, every day. So you can see the trends of America change. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mr. OES, I, I tell you, I, you know, I, I, uh, huh. I you know, I'll hey, never man, say this again in public. I'll never say this again in public, but this guy has me thinking. When he when he brought up the funny, well, you know, everything else was like Charlie Brown's teacher until he brought up the fornication part. And I'm like, wait a minute. You, when you do kind of think about the trends, things have changed uh, to a certain degree. And it got me to thinking about how, you know, uh, you know, you couldn't say, you know, some of the words you hear on television. You know, back in the day, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, man. What were you about to say? I'm confused. Well, this, this guy has my mind know, hurting. You know, I read something on Facebook where this, this, this Trump supporter that oh, I work with, this, this cat, this cat said, and he sent out a, he sent out a, a, a post on Facebook. He says, we didn't pick Trump for his past. We picked him to come clean up the White House. 
And then I sent him something. I said, well, weren't you the one talking a crap, I use another word, about how Barack Obama used drugs when he was younger? Weren't you quoting about his past to me earlier? You know, when Barack Obama was running for president, I said, don't be a hypocrite, man. Be a man about your word. Because it's accepted now. Fornication is accepted now. How many people, okay, the, 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 uh, the Christians, the, the, the great Christians that's supposed to be backing the president, how many of them are giving them a pass now for fornication? How many? And it ain't, ain't, and it's not just one. Wait a minute. It's, it's, it's many. Mix it oh, wait a minute. Elias brought up a great point. Mr. Elias. Huh? James. How am I mixing apples with oranges, Jay? Donald Trump is the perfect example of a culture change. We never had a president like that. Never. Never. Wow. He's the perfect example of a culture change in this country. We never had a president like that. How am I mixing apples with oranges, Jay? I I grab him by the generals and then he gets elected. We never had a guy like him. Ever. Never. Three, four, seven, eight, five, oh. One, two, seven, two, go ahead. 20, 30 years ago. We'll see mistresses in the White House. I wouldn't be surprised 20, 30 years from now. What's going on? What's going on during the Kennedy administration? administration. What's going on during the Kennedy administration? The only reason you didn't know about it is because you didn't have social media. Just think if he was president, right? Just think if you had Facebook and all that crap. You talk about what's going on in the White House, all the leaks that they have. Just think if old Jack was in the White House. Come on, man. That's not nothing new. It's just being brought to light because everybody, everybody is a, is a reporter now. I remember when they first started this trend, they talked about how, hey, go to our, go to our news station, say, go to our eye reporter, and you could be a reporter. I mean, when the trend started, news media jumped right, the news, news uh, uh, stations and news affiliates jumped right on it. Hey, we don't need to pay reporters. We could just, everybody has a cell phone. You could be a reporter, too. Just send your news to this, you know, to this website or whatever, and bam, we have it. That's, you know, that's nothing new. You know, you, you got me thinking a little bit about some of this stuff. Though. I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say that you don't. I, I, I just don't. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that you don't. Phone calls, Yeah, I just yeah, want you guys calls. to buy some, buy, yeah. some gold, buy some gold and have a backup plan. Because all I'm saying is you cannot put your faith in this country like you think you can. These, these, these elitists and trillionaires. Man, these guys are something else, man. I mean, I mean for real. I mean, look at Bill Cosby. People still don't understand. They don't get it. And Bill just out of nowhere, all these problems. I'm like, man, it, it's more than. And then Harvey Weinstein and all these other people, they just get to just conveniently do whatever Charlie Sheen just do whatever they want to do, and there's no issues. It's like we have a huge racial problem in this country. That's worse. But nobody really wants to talk about it or address it. It's okay for Charlie Sheen and Harvey Weinstein. We have moral problems because our country got away from God, and now our leaders are reflecting our country. Donald Trump is a reflection of secular America. He's the reflection right. of that. All right. All right. Let's get to the phone call, Steve. Let's get to who, who we have to sell, yes. We got our, uh, uh, we well, Dr. Odelia with us, but we got Covina, man, too. So, who do you yeah, want to bring in first? 
Covina, man. You, 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 you the one that got the lines, brother. You All right, Covina, man. Whoever is there. All right, bring him in. All right, good. What's up to me, Covina, man? He's out there on the road, boy. I know it must be tough yeah, for this guy to... on the bike. I'm out, here, I'm out here bike riding. I had to stop and call for this one. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> I, I do that. I do that, Covina. <laughs> right. I, okay. There's a lot of things that Steve said that sounded kind of wacky at first. But I got to give yeah. him credit for it. I, I really didn't think about some of the things. But there is an implication. Right, there's a, yeah, there's an implication down the road for Israel as less and less Americans buy into this BS that Israel is the chosen people and that they can terrorize Palestinians and, the, and, and, and black people in their country and get away with it. Because right now, there's so many white supremacists in this country that believe that Israel is the chosen white people that they just allow them to take people's country, enslave people, kill people, because they believe that, hey, these, these white people are the chosen white people. But as hmm. less and less Americans become atheists or stop believing this white supremacy BS, Israel is going to be in trouble. <laughs> because the only reason why they can do what they're doing is because Americans would just send them more money, more guns, more bombs, and they could do what they want to do. Well, once that day comes when people's like, no Netanyahu or whoever, you know, t- whatever white supremacists take over next, no, we're not sending you any more bombs. Matter of fact, we're pulling out. Once they say they're pulling out, they're in trouble. Wow. Yeah, you got a point there, man. Kavita may have to make him stop on his bike. You know, that's something. You ride your bike, you got to stop. Now you got to try to get all heated up again and try to, you know, get your little <laughs> bike ride on, man. So, right, no, yeah. yeah. I'm good. Thanks, Steve, man. For, all right, brother. Be careful out there. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. Uh, who else we have, Mr. Elias? We got Dr. Princess with us. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. What's going on, Dr. Princess Odilia? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Your comments, please. Well, good morning. Um, I'm not sure if you got my message today, but anyway, good morning, everyone. And yes, good morning, Happy Mother's Day. To you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Elias. I didn't hear Jay say anything. Yeah, he but, did uh, first. Hey, good morning. Oh, he's, <laughs> good, oh, good morning, Vanessa. Happy Mother's Day to you. Same to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a grandmother double time uh, biologically. Well, you only get one. It says Mother's Day. We'll get your grandmother's day. So, Happy Mother's Day today. And when it's Grandmama's Day, we'll wish you Happy Grandmama's Day. Your thoughts, please. (laughs) Okay, now, first of all, yeah, I was a little thrown off at first and fearless. I I came in on the conversation and I didn't know we were, what we were talking about, actually based on the comments, but based on the comments, I heard stuff about Christianity and where we're going to end up in 50 years and this, that, and the third. And I, because of where I came in on the conversation, I'm not sure what relevance that has to the conversation today. But I just want to say a couple things since he was commenting. Um, He talked about the Christians, the falling away of the church, the fornication, the this and that. And I'm not sure if we're saying, or if you're saying, Steve, that Christianity right now is like the the foundation of the earth, okay, and that's because 
there's the falling away of the church, that there's this other stuff that's happening in the world that's causing such damnation. Is that what you're saying or implying? Just, is he there? Uh, ba- basically, I was – the context of what I was saying is addressing I, I, the and I, prophecy okay. and about I, I don't mean the, the I, destruction of uh, – I'm oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't want you to go all the way. I was just putting a, a precursor out there. I don't want you to go through yeah, the whole you. thing yeah. again. But just, 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 what was that your point to say the that that ancient old? The, the, remember that ancient old prophecy. Everybody remembers about the entire world coming against Israel for Israel's destruction. The entire world trying to destroy Israel. And then the Lord intervened, and for the world that was coming against Israel, the Lord took care of them to destroy them. So that, that, that's a prophecy there, and the traditions of what I'm seeing is we can see that prophecy coming to pass as the baby boomers decline in influence, the Christian baby boomers. We have... You know, and, and okay. yeah, and the power, the economic power of Christians can decline over time due to debt, due to the influence of the East, of China, and of Russia. That's what I was. That's what I was. Okay. Okay. So, um, let me get it off of my car phone because I think. Can you guys hear me well? Yes. Go ahead. Are you, oh, okay, good, good, good. Okay, so, I mean, I, I, I guess what you're saying is based on certain things that are happening in terms of falling in the way of the church and the way the church is responding, then because that's happening, then all of the other prophecies must be in alignment as well. Therefore, that's something that we need to pay attention to. I get it. I get your theory. But I just want to say that be, the things that have happened that are happening, in terms of the way that was interpreted in the first place needs to be considered um, and or re- reconsidered and, some, and to, to look at it from another perspective because, in fact, the falling away, um, to me, has been, and I don't shoot me, um, but the falling away has been individuals coming now into, a new enlightenment and closer relationship with God, which is not a bad thing, and people becoming more spiritual rather than religion, and they're moving away from the religious doctrine that Christianity and also the bondage that Christianity Your mic is starting to mess up. Okay. Also, the bondage that Christianity um, has had on so many on the church. I was raised in the church. The bondage of the financial bondage, the financial um, situations that religion has brought, they're falling away from that and coming into a greater enlightenment, which I think is a phenomenal thing. So I think when we look at whatever somebody wrote and, and, and how we perceive it to be such a negative situation, I think it's important for us to look at the possibility of there being a new perspective of what we've read, what we've been taught about religion, and also those prophecies that have come forth 
as a result. Because those things, the reason that people are going to step away from the church is because we are spirits having a human experience. So at some point, the like the new millennium, they're not going for just hearing what somebody said and flowing with it and, hey, that's just what I'm going to do. You said this is what it is, then that's what it is. You said this is what the Bible means, this is what I believe it means too because you said it. They're not going for that anymore. So inevitably so, we as human people on this earth, we're going to come back to our truth because we can't help it. So at some point it comes to that. So I don't know. I mean, it's not all bad. I think more importantly, people need to work. You know, yes, the money is changing. You know, there's all kind of things changing. China is doing what it's doing, and I believe those things may have some relevance. But I, I think that from the conversation, it just is such this this damnation. You know, fornication. I mean, hey, you know, who's to say that we're not? You know, that's the one of the most pleasurable experiences of humankind. So maybe, and just maybe, and just so that you know, fornication doesn't even mean, I don't even want to get into it, but that doesn't even mean sex before marriage as a bad, it doesn't even mean that. It means it's a vault is what it means. It's a vault where they used to put prostitutes back in the day. So that's what that means. I mean, honestly. So it's it's really important for us to understand, I'm just going to say this, study to show yourself approved. Consider new perspectives of the way that you have been taught about certain things, especially as it comes to to the word, and as it becomes as as, it, as in reference to Christianity, it's a religion, and it, it it has come. The foundation of it is not exactly positive, unfortunately, but that's what we have known. And because of that, we've held on to it and have accepted what others have said. Millenniums today don't go for it. They are just not so easily to be, you know, pushed into something or, you know, they're just not doing it. So, I mean, I believe that that we have new things coming to, to the horizon. I believe that our country, our, you know, hey, we're we're in for some new things. If we pay attention, yes, pay attention to currency, consider – the opportunities that are coming with this change, which is start investing. You know what I'm saying? There's there's stocks that you can invest in and take advantage of the change instead of us looking at it as like we're going to stand on our heels. Whoa, 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 whoa. You talk about take advantage of the change. This guy is talking about the fact that this nation in 50 years could possibly be an atheist nation. What are you talking but about as far as taking advantage? Can it? No, no. Can I tell you something? I am. I'm going to tell you something. First of all, as far as an atheist nation, it's our interpretation of what our interpretation of what atheist is, okay? And when I say that, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, God as we interpret God to be. Okay, let's understand it. I had a meeting one day. I I, I had an encounter. You're saying, okay, wait that, you're, you're No, 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 listen, that. listen, okay, listen to me. Your, no, no, no. I'm getting ready to tell you, you of my want, conversation. Okay, I just want to ask you Go one ahead. question, then I'm going to let you have it. Yeah. When you said, is that your definition of atheist, what you just said? In, in many cases, one okay, who is atheist. Okay, yeah. There okay, are people right, now. There now now there there are different variations. Okay. When I and very quickly, I went on a two-year sabbatical with the spirit, if you would, 
okay, before I came into my consciousness. And no one else could have taught me this. It's not something that people can teach. You have It comes from within, okay? So in that lesson and that guidance, I went to a place where I was guided to and met this woman who claimed to be an atheist. She was from Russia, hardcore. I didn't know why I was in, I was in the library. I didn't know why I was there. I was there because I was guided there, and I was very much in a rush and didn't want to be there. So I sat there, and I said, why am I here? Come on, whoever, whatever I'm supposed to be here for, you know, just let it. <laughs> Come on, because I got to go. So anyway, this woman walks up to me, starts talking. She's from Russia, and it comes to me, don't say anything. And at that time, I would have read the Bible to her and beat her upside the head with it and all of that. And it came to me, be quiet. Listen to her. So as I listened to her, wow. she says, why is there a God? Where is there a God? No, seriously. She's like, where is no, there? No. Why? Who says there's God? The, the she says, so who says that you were quiet. Yeah, that's Yeah, whatever. Be quiet. So anyway, she said, listen. She said, she said, there is no God. Now, mind you, I wasn't saying anything to her. I didn't even tell her that there was a God. So she says, there is no God. You can say God all you want to. There's no God. If there was a God, then why is there so much pain? Why is there so much this? And she starts talking about all of the troubles of the earth and how it made her so sad inside. And then at some point, it come, I, I was released to speak, and I said to her, I wanted her to know this relationship that I had. Now, mind you, in that moment, I had been raised in the church all my life. I, had knew, I knew one way. I was Pentecostal, hardcore, Juanita Bynum times 10, okay? So at this point, I mean, I was kind of, you know, I was, I was listening now to the, to the guidance. And so anyway, I talked to her about the relationship. Anyway, I end up befriending this woman. Her son read my book in one night. I was guided back to the library the next day. She's sitting there as if she was waiting on me with big old smile on her face, and she wanted to find more about this, this God. Now, she had never heard of a relationship or God of this, this way in the way I was telling and sharing with her at that time because all she knew was this God that in conjunction with the, the, the things that are going on the earth, you have this God situation that's going to take and burn people if they don't do things this way, but you have a choice and blah, 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 and it's so confusing. Such the interpretation of so many people, like, hey, that's like slave the way they describe it. So this other interpretation, this love, this relationship she had no knowledge of, this was a quote-unquote atheist woman. She was, she was called atheist, and yes, someone would call her atheist because she was like, you know, screw God. You know, God is like, if there's a God, I don't believe in God. In my country, there's so much going on. This Russian atheist woman, quote-unquote. So what I'm saying to you is, yes, there, as men, especially Christians, would call atheists, people are running away from that. People would call someone who may not use the word God enough, but say the the creator or say the universe as opposed to the word God. And they're saying, oh, it's so fun where they're atheists, they don't even believe in God. Why did you say universe? Just say higher being. Why did, you, why did you say higher being or life? Why did you say that? You didn't say God. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's People's making too much noise in the background. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Mute yourself. People are tr- yes. People are tripping on the semantics. 
of that theory when in fact God is beyond that and God is is period is it's a well, spirit so I mean I'm no, just saying for, 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 let's for, let's for, consider for, another consider another thing and so yeah yeah, there will be a falling away. I think it's good. I think what's happening is there's an enlightenment and there is a separation. And you can tell the difference between conscious beings versus yeah. unconscious beings in the way of their progress and mm-hmm. successes in this, in this day and age. That's what you will be able to tell. You will be able to tell a vast difference. All right, Steve, so sound like you wanted to get problem, in. Go ahead. The problem we're having here is the loss of freedoms in this country. Because as China gains influence over America through economic gain, the Supreme Court 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago is going to be different. You're going to see influence all across the world as China gains economically, gains militarily, continues to build fighter jets that can rival the numbers that NATO currently possesses. Mm-hmm. As you Sign again economically gain militarily you'll see a changing of the culture even in the Supreme Court your religious freedoms your first amendment your second amendment could be phased away by eastern nations gaining gaining more influence over the earth because of their economic power that's the problem we're having the reason we have so much freedom is because America out of World War II we were the beacon we were the prosperous we were spreading I, our influence all over the all over the world. That's can what, I ask you we a question? Freedom. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Can I ask you a question? Do you consider yourself to be a Christian? Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 Question, yeah. So, so you so you said yes, you do. Okay. So, can I ask you, based on the information that you you feel that you have gained? What would you really like? Would would you like something different to happen as opposed to what you have come become aware of in our in our country? Would you do you like? Would you like to see something different? That's yes or no. Uh, well, when we're, when we're speaking of protecting our freedoms, our religious freedom, our First Amendment, Second Amendment, the thing is, is that these other countries don't have the same freedoms we do. Everybody knows. No, but I right, but I but I ask you, but I ask you a question, Steve. I ask. Do you, I want to see something different? Do you do you want, want to see, see a it more, different? I want to see a more. I do. Yes, I do. I want to see a more prosperous America. That's what I want to see. But what's going on okay. right now? Okay. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Ahead, Steve, Steve, ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going somewhere. So I really want you okay, to stay you, right you on point with my question. Okay, two minutes. Two minutes. minutes. I, no, I don't even need, I don't even need two minutes because I'm gonna bring it home okay, right well, now. Okay, thirty seconds. Bring you it said you're crit. No, stop. Give me two minutes, but just, just know that I can probably <laughs> do it in thirty seconds. Thank I'm gonna do it in much. thirty. Let's so go. So let's say, okay, okay. So Steve, let me. Okay, so you say that you're Christian. You say that you want to see something different. So if you're Christian and if you understand what has been written. And I don't know your relationship with God in, in your communication with God, but then you understand that you have the power. You should know this, that you have the power to change. And, you know, even our greatest example, one of the greatest examples in the Bible, um, as Jesus said, that he said that we would, greater were the works we do than what he's done. So that means we have massive power, man. So why don't you choose the vision and use 
put the word on that instead of promoting and contemplating and going over and over and over and over and over again in your head with with this conversation. Why don't yes, I mean if there's something that you can do legislatively or whatever, do something in your community, change it. But then also I do want to invite you to what you have the greatest power that you have, which is the power of vision and mind and okay. create that vision and will it to be and w- right. I'm telling you, one man can change the world, just like the song says. Okay. It's like Michael Jackson. Right. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just thank, saying. All right, thank Hello. you very much. Thank you. All right. No, thank no response. You, so much, you, can, guys. you can see we we, we gotta go. Uh I'll, I'll, you can respond to her in your final thoughts. We we have to go. All right, listen, uh you know usually oh. at this time we have on a need to no basis. Jerome is on the road. So we're gonna change things up a little bit. Let's go ahead and jump straight into the chatterbox, right? So we can hear from our adoring public. And Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? I know I have a few we can read. You got them all. Think There's nothing. A little bit. There's you nothing have them all. Okay, I have them all. Okay, let me get, tell you what I have. All right, let me. I have one from Patsy from San Antonio, Texas. She says, Jay, you sound like them with your Melania comment. Shame of you. What did I say? Do you remember what I said? But okay, apparently she didn't like it. Sorry about that. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, here, I have another one. Uh, I have one from Pastor Stephen Jones. He says, interesting concept, the Sunday morning roundtable. I like it. Great show. And then, based on this current conversation, he chimed back in. He says, look, I'm heading out to church. You do not have enough time in this segment for me to respond to Brother Steve's comments. All I will say is, let's hope that his predictions will not come to pass. All right. And I also have one in here from someone by the name of Jesse. Houston, it says, yeah, I had a great time yesterday, and love, love, love you back here. Oh, I know who this is. Thanks for telling me and my fiance about the show. Oh, I know who this is. I met him yesterday. Congratulations to uh, KG, my neighbor. He got his bachelor's yesterday. We had a party for him in the backyard, and this is who this brother is. Congratulations, KG. All right, listen, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to switch things up a little bit because I'm getting comments. People are asking me about the feel-good story that we first published during the first set. So we're going to replay it again. Then after that, we're going to come back with our final thoughts and finish it out. So if you miss this morning's in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, I'm going to play it for you again. Then we'll come back with our final thoughts. You listen to the serious side of the Jay Rouse. Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere. Now to a remarkable act of kindness and divine coincidence that can only be described as a Godwink. Our friend Squire Rushnell is the best-selling author behind the Godwinks book series, and he's here with another incredible story. We love all these, Squire. Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to love this. <laughs> okay. Chris Wright was driving to church. He was driving his family. He passed a lone woman walking along the highway carrying a gas can, and that image stuck in his mind. He drove his wife and kids to church and then drove back to help, but Chris could have never predicted the Godwinks that followed. Okay, what a setup. When I pulled to the side of the road, I asked a lady if she needed help. The look on her face went from distress to relief. On the way to a gas station, I learned that she was down on her luck. She had only $5 in her purse and was worried about feeding her child. I filled her gas can and drove the woman back to her car. As I started to leave, I felt a nudge to give her what I had in my wallet, $40. She hugged me and thanked me. We said our goodbyes and the sweet lady slipped into memory. Three years passed. My mother was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. 
but the hospital said she could go home if she had a nurse's aide, which they would provide. The woman who was supposed to come to the house had a scheduling issue, so a substitute arrived. Her name was Tundy Hector. Mom quickly became very fond of Tundy. One day, after exercising, wearing sweats and my hat on backwards, I stopped in to visit Mom and met the nurse's aide who had been so good to her. Tundy told me about herself. She had been a nurse's aide off and on for 20 years, but had always dreamed of studying to be a nurse. During our pleasant conversation, she asked if I belonged to a church. I told her if we went to Cornerstone. Her face lit up and said, Oh, I met a young man from that church. She told me how she had run out of gas and was walking by the highway. The man had dropped his family at church and circled back to help her out. He not only filled my gas can, but gave me $40, she said. My jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it. I saw myself three years earlier being tugged to help a stranger. I said, Tundy, that was me. She was flabbergasted and felt she had been divinely aligned to work with my mother. It was an amazing God wink. As mother's health deteriorated, Tundy and my mom formed an even stronger bond. Eventually, mom died on Tundy's birthday. My family and I thought about how we could show our appreciation to Tundy for her loving care to mom. We had this idea. What if we could raise $1,000 to help her start nursing school? So secretly, we started a You Caring Fund Me campaign, but we had no idea Tundy's story would touch so many hearts. When we gave Tundy a check for $8,000, she cried. The fund is now over $37,000. This whole story is one of the biggest God wings of my life. Tundee, too. Oh, isn't wow. that incredible? That's what happens. That's what happens. Tundi is finishing her bachelor's degree. She's applying for nursing school. And that is what happens when you step out and help somebody in need. More Godwinks are likely to happen. Well, folks, once again, what a wonderful story. Wanted to end the show on a positive note, but it's time for our final thoughts. Ladies, are first around here, Doc, I'm sorry, uh, Vanessa Maybelli from the McInelly, you are up first. Final thoughts. I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you played that story over because I didn't get to hear all of it. Like I said, I'm getting dressed for church. And so I'm so glad I, I heard it. And then at the end, he said, more God winks. And I lost my book to somebody on the airplane who was crying because she had lost her mother and she had lost other family members. And the name of the book is called When God Winks. And so when I went to Galveston to get some stuff for my daughter's wedding, who was getting married, I found my book that said When God Winks. And that book has never left my headboard since I bought it. And wow. so that's just a when God winks. And so I'm so glad you played it again, Jay, because I didn't get to hear all of it. And I guess it was meant for me to hear the end when he said more God winks because I never did get to finish the book. I just gave it away out of the kindness of my heart. And when I found it, I put it on my headboard and I have never, I have never <laughs> let that book out of my sight again because I found it in Galveston. So I'm going to pick that book back up and finish reading when God winks, and that was a coincidence because I do not believe that there are coincidences in life. I don't believe it was a coincidence that I met you and Les. I will never think that was a coincidence. So, um, y'all, I am, I am grateful. 
I'm grateful to listen to the show, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and um, I think that man who was talking was interesting. <laughs> I hope none of that stuff comes to pass, but I think some of it will. But y'all have an awesome week. Happy Mother's Day to everybody that is a mom. There are some people who want to be a mother and can't, can't give birth to children. Right. There's a possibility I will never be a biological grandmother, so most likely I won't. So I just I just give hugs and kisses to those who are just very, very good godmothers. And y'all have a good week. And when I go to church in a few minutes, because it's Mother's Day and I'm going late, um, I will make sure I pray for this country and you guys too. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, Dr. Princess, do your final thoughts. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for thanks for today. Thanks for the Mother's Day wishes. And I want to um, give a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there, the those who are godmothers and who have been mothers to children that are not their own. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's a miracle giving birth. I've, I've witnessed my own, but I've actually been able to see the birth of my two granddaughters. And um, I have eight other grandchildren as well, non-biological. I just want to say um, happy Mother's Day to all of you. And I also want to just invite everyone to consider the positive, a positive perspective about the events that have happened and things that are to come. We are all individuals, and we were all created with a divine life's true purpose and we have power within we are very powerful powerful spiritual beings and it's time for us to really really act on what we say we know and what we have read and what we've been taught and what we hear from the inside out that is the most powerful lesson so i i just want to invite everyone to vision a vision and I say again transformation it is so it's so for America transformation is so for each and every last one of you vision right. and write it make it clear and know that it is so thank you thank you so much Steve man final thoughts we're in overdrive sorry guys didn't give you, give you the two minute warning we're in overdrive though go ahead Steve final thoughts uh, no problem uh, basically one way that we can, Americans, you can find out about the system, the health, the corruption in the healthcare system in this country, talk to your oncologist. Talk to your oncologist and find out why they can't really talk about holistics in this, in this country, why they'll have their medical license taken away from them. Maybe we need to bring the Dr. Oz's, the Dr. McCullough's, Different people on this show to talk about the corruption in the healthcare. So maybe we need to have a dedicated show about that. But it definitely is legislated into law as far as what these people are learning in medical school, as far as what they can cannot talk about. They can have their medical license taken away. It's very make the money system, the trillion dollar healthcare system, is legislated in the law of this country, and you can see it. We just need to, you know, and Mr. Elias, that, that court case, we could have the court documents full. Maybe we need to have a health show. And then address Princess Odelia, individual accomplishments, the secret, believing in yourself, is totally different than national accomplishments. I can be what? very wealthy and still face the consequences 
because of a declining nation, a nation that's in decline on the earth. And vision so it, vision it, vision it prosperous. That's all I'm saying. Vision it prosperous, Christian. But, um, okay. Fish you guys have a great this. Sunday, and we'll, we'll probably have some future shows to further elaborate on these points. God bless you all. And just remember, think twice. Think twice. Go ahead. All right. Man, it's the first and last word here on the suicide. The one only Mr. Elias, man, final Look, um, I just want to say a very special shout out to two ladies who were very influential in my life. And that's Vera Morris, my mother, and Dorothy Nevels, which is my mother also. You know, these are two great ladies that have been in my life. And, you know, they will tell me in a minute, if you don't do right, I will whoop your butt. So to those two ladies that have been in my life for a very, one of them been in my life for the very beginning, and the other one's been in my life, ooh, 30, 40 years. Ladies, I love you, and I don't know what I'd do without you. And I thank God for you two ladies every day. Uh, my final thought is, you know, uh, I echo what the man just said. Uh, no more words need to be said. He said it perfectly, and he speaks for both of us. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday... And we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It is time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers of the ladies who wants to be mothers, but they can't. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So for Steve, for Dr. Prince O'Neill, for for my main member, Billy S. and Jerome Spring, I'm Jay Rao saying have a great, wonderful Mother's Day. Enjoy your weekend. And remember, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week, folks. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.